Hi, everyone. This week, we're going to have a conversation with Monik. Monik, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on, Tony. Absolutely. Let's kick it off with a one-word open. Can you give me one word to describe how you're feeling as we're starting? Motivated. <laughs> I love it. That's a good way to start the day. So with that said, if you could take the next few minutes, tell us about your business. Tell us about your background. You know, tell us like exactly who you help in your business and how you help people. That would be great. I just want the audience to know exactly who you are and who you help. Appreciate that. And, and great to be on this morning, Tony. Uh, I run a startup called Therma. Uh, we're a technology platform building smart refrigeration solutions to help reduce loss and waste across the refrigeration supply chain or the cold chain. We're doing that to improve and advance human health as well as protect the planet's health. Uh, Therma is an IoT enabled platform. So we use IoT or Internet of Things sensors to eliminate food waste. Uh, reduce energy waste and refrigeration, uh, refrigerant leaks. Those are all big drivers of uh, business costs, as well as huge sources of emissions that cause global warming. And we're trying to save businesses money, improve quality and safety across the supply chain, and protect the planet's health. Uh, happy to share more about the company and, and how we got started. Um, just a little bit more on us. We are based in the Bay Area in San Francisco. Uh, three-year-old company, about 65 people. I'm the founder and CEO. I joke with my friends, I'm a recovering lawyer, so I talk a lot, but don't hold that against me. Uh, grew up in California, went to college and law school uh, in Boston at Harvard, spent many years on the East Coast, uh, a number of maybe too many winters, <laughs> and uh, I made my way back a few years ago uh, as a technology entrepreneur, uh, trying to bring tech into areas around compliance, uh, regulation, uh, and health, uh, public health in particular. Uh, big verticals, big problem areas where there wasn't a lot of great technology being built. Um, and so that's a little bit on, on, on myself and the company. Uh, happy to talk more about either or, or shift to other topics. No, absolutely. As we hit our stride, I'd love to, uh, for you to share some more details about your company as well. Let's shift over to some wins. Can you tell us a recent win that you experienced that's, that was pretty important for you? And then also... When you experienced that one, tell us what was your takeaway? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we were um, very fortunate to scale Therma uh, in the last 18 months, despite the COVID-19 pandemic, from uh, roughly a couple of hundred sensors to uh, close to 7,000 sensors in the world. Uh, that, uh, that effort, that scaling uh, win involved coordinating product development, fulfillment, sales and marketing, uh, and of course, um, customer uh, success and, and support. And so building a team in a remote environment, uh, scaling the product has not been easy. It's required uh, finding exceptional people, uh, ensuring that we're all aligned. We're a very mission-driven team focused on uh, trying to improve health across uh, the, the supply chain, particularly because of the importance that the cold supply chain or the cold chain plays in delivering uh, fresh foods, uh, vegetables, proteins, uh, dairy, all kinds of perishable products to people uh, all over the country and around the world. And of course, uh, the, the cold chain is also important for pharmaceuticals in the health space, uh, delivering uh, all kinds of perishables uh, from pharma products to drugs and vaccines, blood and plasma, all of which require good refrigeration. And so we've been motivating our team 
uh, through a combination of impact potential and really finding people that are that are impact driven, and of course uh, being a venture capital backed high growth company, uh, the opportunity to scale uh, both uh, quickly and 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 successfully. And so it's really been about the people. I'd say that's what's enabled this win, having and hiring exceptional people quickly and successfully. And so I'm very proud of the team we've built over the last couple of years and uh, and excited for the success that we're having together by bringing this product into the market. That's really awesome. What about our failure? Tell us a recent failure that you experienced. And also, you know, when you came out on the other side, what was your takeaway? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so many, <laughs> so many challenges, so many uh, so many stumbles as an entrepreneur. Uh, and, you know, I think as a, as a business builder, as a platform uh, creator, we, we have um, had many challenges. And I think one of the big uh, failures in, in, in hindsight now was in, in early 2020, uh, we had been fundraising and we were getting ready to raise a round of capital. And I had allowed myself to get a little, um, you know, I would say relaxed about the pacing, a little bit complacent, thinking we had plenty of time we were building a new product, bringing it into market. At that time, no one could have predicted that a couple of months into 2020, the entire world would go through a massive pandemic. Uh, businesses would shut down and capital markets would, would dry up. But um, it happened. Of course, everyone lived through March, April, May of 2020. And we were unfortunately not yet done with our fundraising process. We had started that effort in January of 2020. And we ended up being caught on the back foot. Uh, the term sheet that we had negotiated in February of 2020 went away in March. Uh, we had a new product we were selling to food, hospitality, uh, industries that were getting really decimated by COVID and shut down and businesses were really struggling. And so uh, very few investors in, in March and, and uh, early April of 2020 would consider us. We almost ran out of money. We were within a couple of weeks of running out of capital. And I started drafting a note you know, the kind of letter to the team and letter to shareholders about, you know, uh, how much uh, I, I appreciated their efforts and how sad I felt about the thought of having to shut down. And we were able to pull it together and raise around in late April of 2020, um, just made it through that uh, downturn, uh, very, very close to the edge. And I think that that experience and, and living through that and, you um, and having to figure out how to survive and come out the other side as a company uh, is something I will never uh, take for granted again. And, uh, and certainly something I, I, I won't forget and hopefully learn from. Uh, you know, I think uh, that, that really stands out. There's a saying, a quote, I believe uh, attributed to Tolstoy, that suffering is the necessary condition for growth. And I do think uh, when we go through a failure, uh, you know, a moment of suffering, it really does force us to, to face you know, whatever our limitations might be. And uh, I think that complacency or that taking for granted that we'd be able to raise money when we needed to is something I've, I've, I've learned. Wow, what a crazy story. And thanks for sharing that with us. That's uh, uh, very unique. So um, let's shift gears over to thought leadership. Can you share with us, you know, your point of view on the top three attributes that make someone an awesome thought leader? Absolutely. I think there's uh, uh, authenticity. So speaking to and speaking about topics that are really sources of personal interest and resonance. I think the best and most effective thought leaders 
uh, focus on and work on issues that they care about deeply and personally, and you can feel that authenticity. I, I think the second is, um, it, you know, informative value or the quality of the content and being well-informed as a thought leader, understanding the data, understanding the latest research, being able to synthesize uh, many different insights across research and action and communicating those uh, through, uh, you know, through the reality of the, of the facts on the ground is really valuable. So the best thought leaders in my experience are very well informed. They have a grasp of the data and they can synthesize it across many different disciplines. And the third is personability. And you know, I think that's an element of communication and a way of bringing information to people that they can relate to. I think the very best thought leadership and the very best thought leaders connect concepts to listeners and viewers lived experience. You know, they make it personal. They themselves might have an understanding of a grasp of the nuance, a grasp of all the technical uh, ins and outs, but they can take that and make it very approachable, very relatable. I think that is very powerful as a thought leader. Awesome. Thank you so much. And if here we are at the end, if you could give out your social handles and your website address, that way our people could, you know, our audience could, if they want to find out more information about you or your company, they could they know how to get a hold of you. Absolutely. We're uh, many different ways to reach us. We're online and available for anyone who's interested in checking out our technology. If you're looking at sensors for your business or want to learn more about our team, our website is hellotherma.com. That's hello, therma, T-H-E-R-M-A. Dot com. Uh, we are on LinkedIn as well as on Facebook and Twitter at Hello Therma. If you'd like to reach out to me, we are hiring. We have over a dozen open roles across sales, marketing, product engineering. Uh, I'm reachable on my email. That's Monik, M-A-N-I-K at hellotherma.com. That's Monik at hellotherma.com and also on uh, social. Uh, so please do reach out to us, follow our updates, check out or feel free to order some of our sensors. There's a website where you can order direct. You don't even have to talk to a, a salesperson. And uh, we'd love to get introduced if, if you're looking at collaborating on our work. Awesome, Monik. Thank you so much. And uh, give us the one more close that you want to sign off with. Future. I'm going to close with the future. I think uh, end of the year is always a great time. It's the uh, it's time to bring people together and to think about the, you know, the wins and the, the challenges of the last year. And I'm just very excited for 2022 to be a better year than 2021. And hopefully for everyone listening in, look to the future. So happy new year, happy holidays.